Welcome to Streets, Sports, and Success with your host, Simon and Maurice. Let's go. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of Street Sports and Success with Simon and Maurice and them headphones over there that you still got on. And, and we're going to talk about the, the foundation. The foundation. Yeah. Come on. Look at them guns. The, yeah. the, the, the foundation of, of where decisions come from and, and decisions are made. And, and uh, let's start off with you. Yeah. So uh, I'm really referencing business right here, right? And um, this, this just goes from just ex- the experiences of, I've had over the last well, three, four, five, six months I've had in business, right? And so it's too many times that, you know, you get into uh, business dealings and there's not a lot of decisions made from this stone cold principle, right? A lot of decisions get made on, you know, what can I gain from this situation or how do I win? And maybe the, the, the people who brought you to the table Maybe the, uh, the relationship that you may have, all that stuff is discarded uh, from like your ultimate decision making. And there's not just principles and ethics and uh, no morals inside of that, that line of thinking. And I started to think about like, you know, like where do I make decisions from? You know, like, like how do I just start to think about this, right? And I started to think like, yo, you know, I always think of like how do both people win inside of the situation that I'm, uh, that I'm functioning in, right? I think of, you know, does the decision I'm making line up with basically who I want to be perceived as of, of doing business, right? I think of how does this decision where and what I'm doing affect my family? You know what I'm saying? It, it also, uh, is this, and I probably wanted to say this earlier, but it slipped my mind. Is this a long-term decision or a short-term decision? You know, and, and oftentimes just here lately, like when you, when you look to do deals with people or they look to, um, to bring something to you, everything is like get rich quickish. You know what I'm saying? Everything is like get rich quickish. Um, I know Which is where you usually I lose. You, I know I'm about to sell you 25 bridges in Brooklyn sort of like scenarios, right? And it's it just been my um, my understanding or my experience that um, deals that don't look sound or are too good to be true sort of, sort of things, they all come from like this lottery mentality where people just want to hit the lottery with everything they do rather than build something. And uh, I, I think people just think more from like this this fantasy sort of like millennial YouTube ish. I'm about to get rich off of what I'm doing. Uh, let me hit a home run off of you, and, and 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 you can pick up whatever pieces you have after that. And I think more more or less more stuff happens like that than the the stone the stone cold like let me build a relationship with you. Let me get a chance to know you. Um, let me figure out how this both can benefit us. Even if I do something and I don't win big or uh, I don't have a big victory, at least we've established a relationship to do business and you can trust me. And, you know, we may have a bunch of small victories over time in comparison to one home runs, but I'm not sure that people tend to think like that and leave principles in there. And, and things become more transactional than let me build something or a relationship with somebody. And now that's kind of like where I was going with it, but I've experienced that. And from that, I think I've become like closed off to people. And and, uh, and I don't know, like your business is a bit different where you have to be accessible to people. People have to touch you and socialize and things like that. But it's, it's made me close myself off to people. 
and just kind of like, you know, I don't know, hide out and just be to myself. You know, I think the something that stuck out to me when you're talking about the foundation of, of where the decisions are made is that the simplistic form is m most people have this short term thought process to make decisions of um, what does this look like for me five weeks from today? What does this look like for me six, six weeks from today or six months from today versus taking that long term approach? It, you know, it goes back to you know, you talking about on, on one of the other ones, the, the other podcast that we've done, you know, I'm not afraid to do some of the upfront heavy lifting and, and the grind work to get something off the ground and get something rocking and get something rolling. You know, what, what I've learned is is my guard is always up and, and I'm uh, when, when it's something is uh, get rich quick. Like, man, you could just do this. It's real easy to do and you can make a couple hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? It's, it, I, I, what I've seen is the things that last and the things that produce real value always take a, a significant investment. And if you're not willing to put the investment of time in, then you're not going to get the result. If you're not willing to put the investment of money in, then you're not going to get, get, get the result. And I think that the thing that would help people with their thought process in making decisions is just start with the basic fact of, long-term decision-making, um, what what does this look like for me five years from today, 10 years from today versus what does it do for me right now? If you're talking about a business relationship, you know, if you want to know where somebody's headed, just take a quick peek, peek at what they've been doing or what their resume is. You know, you're not going to hire an offensive coordinator that can't put up uh, more than five points or seven points a game and have him running your offense. You know, a lot of times people just go getting into business with people, getting into decisions with people without looking at what have they accomplished so far? What are their wins? What are their what what, are, what does their resume look like from a success standpoint? Have they built anything successful before? What have they what victories have they racked up on the scoreboard that makes me think that this person could you know, be in a relationship with me? And and you mentioned about business relationships. When you get into business relationships. You got to be careful with who you choose to partner with or, or who you choose to get in a relationship with because it's a lot like a, a marriage in a sense. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not a physical marriage, but in business, it's almost, you know, it's that same give and take attitude, sacrifice act, attitude. You got to get along. You got to be on the same page. You're going to have obstacles and adversity. You got to have to spend a lot of time together. You got to trust each other. Uh, so be careful with the, with the person. I, I had a man, I asked a, a, a man that's super successful before he had a bunch of different partners. And I said, how did you pick your partners? Like, how did you know who to choose? How did you choose the people that, that were partners? He said, I chose people that if I weren't here, I would trust them to, to raise my kids. I'm like, oh. wow, that's powerful. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he I'm said, I'm not partnering before. with you in business, if I don't look at you and think, man, if I'm not here and you were the one responsible for raising my children, I wouldn't trust that. I ain't in business with you. And man, I've started to use that a lot in, in, uh, in my mindset and, in, in, uh, in, in mentality. Well, I tell you what, I, I've never, I don't know, 36, I've never heard somebody say that, but as simple as it sounds, that's really the trust that you got to have with people. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're talking about dealing with resources, you're dealing with um, time, you're dealing with the exchange of personal stories and, and everything uh, next to you. 
something that you said throughout the conversation when you said, you know, the people have the five week mentality. I thought something that, that that would add value to them was that, and I think that helps me. And I'm just sitting here in the midst of my office. My office looks crazy, but this is the space that I work. And I think one thing that assists me, I have like my ultimate end destinations, right? I have places where I'm ultimately trying to go. And so I really think that uh, if more people define what they ultimately want to accomplish, that all of their decision-making would align with the ultimate goal. But what I think happens is people don't have an ultimate goal. They, they're trying to align to, so everything becomes uh, sporadic or this is what helps me to meet my current needs. Uh, but when you, when, you know, and I, and I say this all the time, you know, people are not dying at fucking 65 no more. You know what I'm saying? You have, you know, different wellness centers, you have better food, you have better health care, you have better physicians. You know, people live until, like, it's very possible that people can live and be healthy at 80 years old, at 90 years old, you know what I mean? So to think like I got to live it up and, and I have to have everything in the next five years of my life Amen. because I'm going to die soon or, or grow old is really like a self-defeating mentality. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I encourage, you know, even at 36, I, I feel young, you know, because I'm like, fuck, I'm not about to die at fucking 60. You know what I'm saying? I, I work out every day. I do the things I'm supposed to. And, and uh, just the way I'm building my life, you know, I'm not building to consume everything myself. I'm building things that, you know, I'll have a good life, but whatever I have, you know, I can build up my children in a way that they'll have uh, a different starting point, but they'll also have the shoulders to uh, bear what it is I've given to them. You know, I, think, I even think that's a, um, you know, I think to, to give a kid something that they didn't work for and he built up is to be um, is to be foolish because they've not built the skills to basically steward what they've been given. And and I said this yesterday, you know, success is just more responsibility. That's it. That's all it is. You know what I mean? And so, you know, when you start making decisions like that and the decisions far surpass yourself, it's a lot easier to be humble. Um, it's a lot easier to not spend foolishly on yourself because you understand that, you know, somebody else can use these resources if, you know, if, 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 if you're in that position. And um, I don't know, that's that, like, even when you said the five week thing, I just, it just made me think that there's a lot of people who just don't think long term. I think people don't, you know, part of what you were talking about is, you know, I've seen people not want to sacrifice because no matter what, if you want to grow long term, there's going to be sacrifices that need to be made. If you want to be healthy, then you have to sacrifice, all right, I'm not going to be able to eat pizza and wings every day like I would like to in cereal. I got to eat this. Or I don't want to do cardio, but I got to do cardio. It's, it's a sacrifice mentality for what am I going to get long term. It's a trade-off. And yeah. I think sometimes people get caught up in playing the odds that are not really the success odds. Like if, if, if the odds are 1 in... Uh, 50 for you to win, that's not a good chance. If, if the odds are, are 1 in 25 for you to win, that's not a great chance. But people will play the odds of saying, well, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. You know, so many people uh, die young and, you know, my uncle died at 30, had a heart attack or whatever. And so I'm just going to enjoy my life right now. I'm just going to enjoy today and enjoy my life right now because who knows when the good Lord is going to call me home. And, and that mentality is, yeah, that may happen, but odds are probably not, you know, going to happen. And so I'd rather play the odds on 
Chances are, statistically, the average life expectancy right now in America is 78 to 80 years old. And so if we 36 years old and we need to make some sacrifices for the next four years, the encouragement that I provide my mindset with is, okay, but I'm going to have another 40 years to rock with the sacrifices that I've made to build. You know, my, my friend always says the sacrifice that leads us to paradise. You know, the sacrifice that will lead you to paradise, you know, that may take three or four years of your time while some people think, oh, man, I'm about to, I just got to live it up now because I don't know when, you know, I don't know when I can die or, you know, we ain't promised tomorrow. My mindset and most of the winner's mindset is, nah, I'm going to grind today. I'm going I'm to I'm make the sacrifices today. I'm going to do some things today so I can live a life and provide a life for my family that I want to live 10 years from today or five years from today or, or 20 years from today. I'm actually reading this book, and um, I want to get your perspective on it, but it was uh, th- this is called The 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class. Have you ever rocked this one? never heard that. All right. And and I want to tell you publicly, man, I got inspired uh, to read more. Um, two big things that you've done and impacted me on is is one is I got I got inspired from uh, a felon from the south side of Youngstown to read more books. OK, is is I remember when you and I started talking heavy and you told me, man, I, I'm on a diet of, of I'm trying to rip a book a week. And I'm yeah. like, man. I was like a book a month, you know, and I'm like, man, this dude is on a, I can't like you. I'm not just going to get blown out. So if he's doing a book a week, I better, I better start rocking a book a week. And so the reading has increased, uh, in the audio books have increased on my end because of you and, and the social media Remember, I wasn't on social media. I don't want no part of social media. And you start, you had to explain to me, Facebook, you had to explain to me, social media and, 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 uh, what I needed to do. And, uh, and I started it and now I'm all over. So now, now people just, you know, it's too much. I overdose them on social media now. So no, I blame them. I blame it on you. Overdose. <laughs> just, let me tell you this. In, in the era that we live in, this is probably one of the greatest technology has to be one of the greatest things to happen to America. You know, a lot of people have their different negative opinions on it, but using a responsible fashion to be able to be able just think about this, man, how futuristic this is to be able to talk to somebody in a phone and to be able to take what you're saying and deliver it to the world in in and of itself is ridiculous. Like just just the, the fact that you can take a car, look, I'm having a conversation with you in, in Columbus, Ohio. You're having a conversation with me in Pittsburgh. We've been able to take technology and then we'll be able to create a video that people who are even with us that won't see us, touch us, fill us, they can take and enjoy. And I just like the simplicity of that. Um, I was going to ask you a question, though, as you were talking, and it was, it was funny you said that because I do hear that a lot when people talk about, um, uh, what was it that you said, uh, when they think that they have to live it up. Now, I was asking myself, I said, is that basic pessimistic, pessimistic versus optimistic thinking? You know, and if it is, and I'm pretty sure it is, I see you shaking your head, like what makes a person, and this is your opinion, what makes a person become pessimistic versus optimistic? And even if you don't have an answer, I don't know, but I just came to my mind that thought to ask. No doubt. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't know how that happens. I don't know if it's, I think it's part pessimistic. And then I think it's part, like, I don't want to, I don't even want to really look at reality. You, you, you ever see somebody that they're like, you know, they, they know 
that something that they're doing is wrong, but they don't even want to look at it. They, they, they just kind of don't want to acknowledge it because then they would have to accept that reality. You know, I, I, I think that sometimes people get caught up in feel good stuff. Like I just want to do what's fun for me and I want to do what's happy you know, for, for me. And this is where I, you know, I would disagree on some platforms with some really high, uh, high level, uh, speakers and social media influencers right now. You know, I see a lot of cats talking about, you know, you just need to be happy and just need to do what's, you know, what makes you happy. And, 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 and I, I understand that concept. I I agree. You eventually you got to be happy, but in the process of doing something like it ain't going to be, all peaches and cream and sunshine and rainbows and sexy. And I think that people think, and they start making the, the decisions based on, um, is this fun? Is this what I like to do? Is this what I'm, you know, like when, when we started building a red zone, you were driving three, two and a half hours, three hours from Columbus almost every day to Youngstown and then back home every day, yeah. five hours, five, six hours, six hours, long yeah. nights, early mornings, with a family, with kids, you know, all of that stuff. Like, people get caught up in, well, I'm not having fun, okay? That's not fun. You know, right now, I'd rather just like, you know, let's say you just like to work out, you know? So you just say, screw it. I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to eat a bunch of protein and just just lift weights because you like lifting weights. You like being in shape. Just hit a heavy bag and lift a bunch of weights and, you know, be happy. You know what I mean? T- type deal. Yeah. And, and to each his own. But I just think it's, it's negligence for what's getting ready to happen 10 years from today or, or 20 years from today because you got to look backwards and, and, and look at what position that I put myself in today based on me just seeking or tomorrow seeking happiness today. Like if I just eat everything that I want, like if I could just pick four things to eat every day, I would just I, I would get up and I would smash some cereal. And then I and then I would probably eat uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and uh, and then I would eat pizza and wings, and then I would polish it off with some Handel's ice cream. But ten years from today, I might have a heart attack, and 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 so in the moment, people just want to do what feels good to them, and what they enjoy all the time, and then they avoid things that they need to do. But then ten years down the road they pissed off and frustrated at their situation. They're, they wish that they were further along or they're mad that your kids can go to a certain school and their kids can't go to a, to a certain school. I mean, what a country that we have where we have somebody like yourself that had, can do four years in prison and come out and reach the levels of success that you're at in the schools that your daughter goes to and the, in the life that your family lives. And you have people with, with, you know, double master's degrees right now, and they ain't living like that. And it's and it's usually because they avoided making decisions from the foundation of, all right, I know it's going to be painful and, and discomfort, but down the road, it's, it's going to pay off. And so that's what I wanted to pull out and, and talk to you about in the foundations of thinking is, you know, I had this book, and in this book, it had um, middle-class thinking versus world-class thinking. And it almost, you know, it was hard for me to say, all right, I'm going to bring this out publicly to talk about because I come from less than middle class. Like, like I was not even middle class most of my life. And then in, in high school, I guess you could maybe call it middle class, maybe uh, lower middle class. And then 
you know, and then I've been blessed with this opportunity and, and everything else. And so I'm not knocking it. It's just different. I don't even think they mean it as far as class, just the, the type of thinking mentality. levels and mentality yeah. that people have. And so, the, and so what they talk about is middle-class thinking loves to be comfortable. World-class is comfortable being uncomfortable. I would agree. Middle-class has a lottery mentality, get lucky. World-class has an abundance mentality. It's a lot out there to go out there and, and get. Middle-class hungers for security. World-class doesn't believe that security exists unless they create it. Middle class sacrifices growth for safety. World class sacrifices safety for growth. What does that mean to you? What stands out to you in that? One side sacrifices growth for safety. Other side sacrifices safety for growth. Ooh, that, that should say Maurice Clarence's life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what it, what it means to me is it's just basically the way that I live. Um, uh, how, how do you, how do you frame this up? And I, I'm thinking to myself, how do I frame it up? Um, I understand that, you know, I can go out here and I can go be employed by somebody and I could create myself a safe situation, right? I can create a job that will basically pay my bills but it wouldn't be a situation where I felt like I was maximizing my potential, but I would be safe, right? And I think people um, put their potential in a coffin when they do not go and try to achieve everything that they have going on in their hearts or in their minds or in their desires because they don't want any responsibility. And so what I really think stops people from growth, and I'm talking about you know what you're saying, but I'm just kind of like talking about it in a roundabout way. What stops people is just really from being comfortable with accepting their thoughts and what comes from their thoughts. And what I mean from that is that, you know, a person will go into another place of employment and depend upon somebody else that um, has thought their situation out for them, if that makes any sense. Yep. But they won't go and read and learn and trust their own level of thinking to pursue something else. And I'm not encouraging everybody to be an entrepreneur but everybody has some more or something that they feel that they can offer to the world that would make their situation better. Yep. You know, and I, and, I, and I honestly believe that everybody has something inside of them that, that can make their situation better. And, you know, in order to do that, sometimes you have to take your foot off of what your current situation is and you have to believe in yourself. But I think people, they, they think like the loss or the disappointment from not achieving what they have in their mind is going to hurt a lot worse than what it is instead of people who think of in an abundant mentality that, hey, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Or I'll learn something from what I've uh, tried to do and I'll just redo it and eventually accomplish what it, what it is that I set out for. And a lot of this stuff is character calls. You know what I mean? If you have a lot of character and you have a lot of pride in who you are and how you want to represent yourself to the world, you won't let yourself fail. Um, and I don't think people really believe that, but that's the truth. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you have to have so you have to have some bit of healthy ego. You know what I mean? And um, and, and ego, and you know, I, I aspire to do more. I deserve to do more. I work to do more. And you know, this same situation that's taking care of me. That's not all of what I was created for. You know, like one of my biggest things is that, you know, just from like my son. Like when my son was born, you know, last month, 
his mother didn't birth him and say, you know, there was no like, hey, you're only meant to do this. You know, you're, you're, you're meant to do, uh, or you'll be a culmination of all of your experiences, your opportunities, your education, and you're just, oh, excuse me, overall experience. And the more you experience, the more you learn, and the more ambitious you become, will feel like you can pursue and accomplish. Uh, and the more that I can tell you that you can take life as far as you want to, the better you'll be. You know, and that's, you know, that's all anybody is. But, you know, sometimes we, we, we get into too many self-defeating modes. And, and I, I'm only talking about this because I used to be there. And, you know, I, I, I totally get middle class. I totally get, you know, um, I, I totally, I've been around people who earn high wages and, and who accomplish big and who are elite performers in their, in their, um, in their field or their industry. And they all act the same. You know what I'm saying? They, they feel like sky's the limit. They feel like there's enough resources out here for everybody. They feel like, hey, I got to put some money up to bet on myself. They feel like, hey, I'm going to take a chance and win big. And everything is not guaranteed, but they have a framework after they've made enough decisions to know what's a good bet from a bad bet. Um, you have people who just want to, who, who understand that life is really what you make it. No doubt. You know, I'm not really sure that people believe that, you know, but when we talk about a foundation of thinking, when you start to believe and understand that, you know, you create your life, like they say, don't be hung by the tongue. Like every day, everything down to the most subtle words that you say, you know what Amen. I mean? Like, you know, Amen. Uh, uh, everything, you know, just down to the subtle words. Like I, I tell, I give you, I give you a prime example. Like me and my daughter, we were at a, where were we at the other day? We, oh, matter of fact, we was in New York City, right? We are in New York City and we go to the food court and um, as we're in the food court, obviously, you know, water is $8 and, you know, a sandwich is 15 and, and so on and so forth. And she was like, man, this stuff is high. I said, don't ever say that in your life that it's high. You know what I'm saying? This is just a different environment and you should feel like, hey, if I, if I want to purchase a sandwich or I want one, I'll figure out how to make it happen. But I think even down to the most trivial moment, you can send a signal to your mind that, you know, I don't deserve this or this is out of my range, you know. And there's people who walk in there and say, hey, I'll buy the whole fucking restaurant for everybody in here, you know what I'm saying? And um, and, and it's, 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 it's even down to the most trivial ways of thinking or the smallest words that you say. And uh, I'm just conditioning for her to maybe certain things I spoke to myself before in life that, you know, I closed myself off and felt like, you know, this, this other life of prominence and ambition uh, that I used to feel guilty about pursuing and talk myself out of, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe maybe the greatest gift I give to her is to let her know, like, there is no limits, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to accomplish, you know, uh, go ahead and do it. But, you know, I wouldn't even let her say that about food. You know, all right, the soup costs $9. All right, buy a bowl of soup and move on with it. You know what I'm saying? And instead of thinking about it costs $9, okay, you just think about there's other things that I need to pursue and do if I want to live this life, you know, each level of life just takes a different level of responsibility. That's all it is. You know, when you see somebody who has um, things that are abnormal, they are just taking on abnormal responsibility. Like anybody's income is basically a direct reflection of their responsibility in most cases. And, 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 and some people may be a little bit different because they may have inherited some wealth, but typically for people who have built their platform, Go look at their level of responsibility. And if you feel like you can steward that responsibility and do it well and and uh, intend to it, you can have that. And if you can't, you won't have it. And that's it. You know what I mean? And I think it's hard for people to swallow that. You know? And I think, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me on this is, um, let me see where, oh, here it is. Uh, number nine on these tips. And I, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not going to even 
say, because this is someone else saying this, the middle class thinking. I, I, I'm going to just say just not the right thinking, not necessarily middle class people or thinking. It's just opposite of winning thinking. Focuses on having. And the world class focuses on being. And so you got to become it more than just like having is I want that. I focus on having like what do I got to do to get that? I want that. While world class is just becoming books, audio books, being around people, being the person, developing yourself into being the person. And then those those things also come. How about this one? The wrong thinking. Those folks, they think frustrated. World class is grateful, gratitude focused. Other class has pipe dreams. World class has vision. Other class is ego-driven. The world class is spirit-driven. Other class is problem-oriented. World class is solution-oriented. How about that one? I put a star next to that one. Because in business, I've noticed that those people stick out to me. That there's just a group of people that are always problem-oriented. What's the problem? Uh, what's the problem now? They bring problems all the time. They could just tell you what the problem is. And then there's people that just, as soon as there's a problem, they just, they, they figure out a solution. P- part of what, you know, what you were talking about, people that make the most money, a lot of that is also who has the most solutions to problems. Yes. You know, it's problem solving. You know what I mean? Uh, that's why, you know, Biggie said more money, more problems. Well, it is. It's, it's, it's more problems that you can handle with solutions, more money that comes. And so, it's, it's problem solving and, and, and handling uh, things versus looking at problems and just surviving around those, those problems. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on that? Yeah, even when you said that, I, I, it's, it's certain things that you just said even in the last podcast that I just didn't even think about. Uh, but, you know, just that's, that's really that's what it is, just, just solving issues, solving problems, um, and, and taking on more responsibility, but then doing it in, in such a cool and calm way. Um, and, and doing it consistently over a period of time. You know, that's, that's all it is. And um, the higher you want to go, the more problems you'll have to solve, the more responsibility you'll have to support. And, and I said, that's the nature of it. Like, even when I talk about this, I can just feel my mood shift. Um, and I think the main reason is because it's not real hard. You know what I mean? Like, like success isn't complex. It's really, for, for real, it's really fucking simple. You know what I mean? But I don't think people, like, I, I'll say this because I said this the other day as well. I don't think people, like, they think of success and they think of um, a nice car, nice house, vacation, all the glamour shit, right? But a lot of the time, there's people outside of you when you're trying to pursue success, they'll end up having more fun than you if you're really dedicated to being successful. And the reason being is that when you're out here grinding and working hard and trying to overachieve, that's usually like a lonely path that not a lot of people sign up for. And I think when things get tough and hard and a person has to grind a little bit tougher than what they used to, they think that they should be experiencing all of the stuff that they momentarily see. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I'm looking at Simon 10, 11, 12, 13 years into uh, AIL. Right, and so his his um, his expression of his successes may be more frequent because he's done everything year one through seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You know what I'm saying? And another person, they look at their situation like, "Yo, I should have those successes a lot earlier than than what I'm having them." And what eventually happens is, is that you know uh, they get frustrated, that stuff comes up, and they never want to stick it out. 
you know, so what ends up happening is they get, they get frustrated and they go start over somewhere else. And then it's almost like, you know, fucking replay when they hit those exact same moments of having to develop self or having to be patient, they'll quit again because they've not developed a character to overcome that moment. So it shows up everywhere they go and, and inadvertently they stay on the treadmill. So I'm just here to say like success and how you view it, your foundation of thinking it's not as complex as you may um, make it out to be. It's, it's, it's rather simple, but please know when you sign up for success, you sign up for a lot of isolation. Uh, you sign up for a lot of working on yourself that traditionally didn't come with school. Uh, you're signing up for a lot of book reading. You're signing up for a lot of um, figuring things out yourself. You're signing up even for this. I, I'll say this. Everybody uh, who's next to you uh, won't be as happy about you pursuing what you're pursuing as you're pursuing. You know, and I think oftentimes we grow up in this in this society, it's just like even in sports, you know, there's people who cheer you on when you're doing good or when you're making something happen. But it's been my, um, my journey that you have to become your own cheerleader on the self-employment entrepreneurial journey, you know, because everybody just doesn't feel the same way or they're not invested the same way you are. And that, that can become a different thing. You have to take on a, a certain personality with that to learn how to comfort yourself, encourage yourself, and learn how to do that. And, and, and then even when you get to where you're going, like this is all stuff that's real. I'm happy we got this back going, right? Even when you get to where you think that you want to be or go, people won't celebrate you the way that you may feel that you want people to celebrate with you because that's just your thing. That's just a benchmark that you've hit. And, you know, and, and, and you really have to get into this stuff because you love it, because you love doing business and you love tapping into all of your potential and you love just, uh, I call it like you just love emptying yourself every day because you're just pursuing something great. And that's the, 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 the impression that you want to leave on the world or the mark you want to make to impact people, whatever, whatever it may be. But I don't know. I'm, I'm happy we got back on this thing and I got like a bunch of thoughts. I think... Um... You know, if to, to to round it off, to to close it out, I, you know, if somebody's looking at like, man, give me give me three things that you think would, you know, if I could just compartmentalize my thoughts into these three foundations, if I could do this, ultimately I'm going to end up pretty successful. I I think you know my my advice would be, um, number one, you gotta you gotta be willing to work hard. You gotta be willing to work hard. Like you got to be, if you want a 1% life, if you want what 1% of the world has, which is available to everybody, okay, yes. that th you have to be willing to do what 99% of people don't want to do. And so you got to be willing to work hard, like relative to the greats, not relative to average folks, like work hard at a level that Jerry Rice would work hard. Like, work hard at a level that Tyson was running at 4 o'clock in the morning training. Like, work hard at the level of the, of the people of Kobe Bryant. Like, work work hard at those levels. So, so first thing is just you got to have a, a ridiculous work ethic if you want to be great. I think, the, I think the second thing is you got to have a, a, a teachable spirit. You got you to gotta be coachable. You need to find a mentor. Find somebody that's ahead of you. That's where you want to be 
Because if there is any shortcut to it, it's gaining the wisdom and knowledge and roadmap from somebody that's already been through that race. And you might, you still got to do the work, but you could, you could maybe take some, some shortcuts or not mess a, uh, get off the wrong exit and you can learn from those people. And that would be, that would be the second one. And the third one would be, you got to work on yourself. You, you, you gotta, and people avoid it. I, I mean, this is like pulling teeth when I develop people is you have to put the time in to work on yourself as a person. You have to become what you want to be. But like you were talking about, man, I, I want to hand over my daughter, my kids, some, some thing, but I want to make sure they have the shoulders to carry it all and not just give it to them. And so what happens is people don't understand that you have to first become you, you, in the process, you need to become what it is that, that you think that you want. And, and you have to build the shoulders or the foundation that handles that, or you're not going to be able to stand what comes with that life or, or, or what comes with that success. And that's where you see people that give success a bad name, I think, because you'll see people that give the people, you know, I think weak thinking people will say, well, what I want to be successful for, look at this guy. He was a millionaire and he was in all these movies and, and he died of a heroin overdose because he was miserable. Or this guy over here, you know, or, or this girl over here, you know, she had all this success in the world and, and then she, you know, she wasn't happy and got a divorce and, you know, all these other things. So, you know, it's when you see some of these things, that, that's called getting success without building up your character in the foundation that can carry the amount of pressure, the amount of problems, the amount of sacrifices, uh, the amount of daily grind and in, in, in things that pop up in your life that people can't handle when they get that weight on them, they can't handle it. And it's because they're not working on themselves. And so that would be the third thing. If, if I could give the, the, the three things would be work ethic, mentorship and teachable spirit, and then working on yourself consistently and, and, and I just don't know why people struggle to do that so much that they're willing to invest time into PlayStation. They're willing to invest time into watching a football game. They're willing to invest time into watching television, but they're not willing to invest into, into themselves. And that would be the, 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 one of the biggest things that is the key to unlocking your future in the future that you want. I, I would just add one thing. If I could think one thing that helped me um, that I think can add value to people is deciding what you want. You know, I think that's that's a huge uh, deal that I don't think people take serious is decide exactly what it is that you want in life and commit yourself to it. And I think you put all that together, I think you have a shot. If you don't put that together and know what you want, I don't think you have a shot. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it. It's a wrap. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Streets, Sports, and Success. Let's get it.